Galatians 5, we're going to read verses 22 to 26. Hear now the word of the Lord. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our God shall indeed stand forever. Well, we don't have time to look at all the fruit of the Spirit this morning. There's one fruit of the Spirit, and there are many pieces to it. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But this morning, I want us to introduce this, um, this idea, this concept. I want to look at the first three, love, joy, and peace. And I'll tell you, it's because God loves us so much that he would send his son Jesus to die for us that we can have joy and peace in this world, in this life, and in that to come. There's a real connection with all the, the pieces of the fruit of the Spirit with this first love. They all flow out of God's love for us. Um, now, kids, I have lots of um, illustrations this morning. Can anyone tell me what these are? Can y'all see? What are these? What, what is that? It's fruit. Do you know what kind of fruit? They're, 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 they're fruit and they're tomatoes. They're kind of odd-looking tomatoes, aren't they? We planted a, a, a bunch of different kinds of tomato plants this year in my garden. I couldn't tell you what any of them are, but I can tell you they all taste really good. Now, here's the thing. If, if you plant a tomato plant, what do you expect to come out of a tomato plant? Now, corn, green beans, no tomatoes. Because, see, a tomato plant is going to produce tomatoes. And here's the thing, that, that those who have been made new, those who have asked Jesus to forgive them of their sins, and the Spirit lives inside of them, there's going to be fruit. There's going to be evidence of the fact that we know and love Jesus. And so when we talk about the fruit of the Spirit, that's what we're talking about. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 7 that you'll know them by their vegetables, no, 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 that's not right. You'll know them by your fruit. And so is the Spirit who lives inside of us. He changes us. Now we have each of these, if we're believers, if we know Jesus, we have each one of these pieces of the fruit already in our lives. But they grow as we grow and get to know Jesus um, better. Well, I want to talk first about love. And as we talk about love, we, we first have to talk about God's love for us. Now, what's your favorite thing about school? Are you excited about heading back to school? Who's excited about going back to school? A lot of hands being waved there. <laughs> now, now you're in school and a few weeks after you start school, you're going to start having these dreaded things called tests. I love tests. Love a good test, right? Now, see, your teacher you can tell your teacher, teacher, I know this material. And how is the teacher going to know if you know what you've studied? She's going to give you a test. All right, I have a math test right here. And so you'll fill it in, all the, all the blanks, and then she'll give you a grade, and she'll tell you whether or not you know the material well. And if you do, if you do well on this, then you pass, and she's convinced that you know the material. Now, we have proof of God's love for us. 
See, there was a test, and it was a test on the cross. See, we learn in, in, uh, in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, that God shows his love. He demonstrates, he proves his love for us. That while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So when we think about a test for school, and that's how, if we, how we make sure we know the material, well, God's test, God's test of his love for us was on the cross. We merely have to look at the cross and remember and know how much God really does love us. See, the thing about God's love is it's sacrificial. Sacrificial means you give something up. And the Father, he sacrificed his son, Jesus, who is God and man, so that we might be forgiven of our sins, and that we might walk with him in the Spirit. Well, you know, out of God's love for us flows our love for others. That we are called to live others sacrificially too, and with a love that never gives up. You know, the thing about God's love for us is that it never changes. Now, what's this? Who can tell you what this is? It's a box. Now, imagine there's a bow on it. And what would you think it would be? A present. That's right. That's right. Now, imagine that, man, Christmas is coming up. And you've always wanted fill in the blank. A new toy, a cell phone, a, a new car. You think a new car would fit in here? Maybe the keys to a new car, right? You've always wanted what's in this box and you, and you go and you open it up on Christmas morning and you're so excited and, and so happy. Now, here's the thing. If someone were to take a hammer and apply it to said box, what do you think would happen? It would break. And, and suddenly that thing that you had been given would be changed forever. Now, the thing is, God's love for us it never changes it never breaks it can't be broken because it is a gift that God gives us you know there's a a Bible story book that we love to read Thomas um, and it's called the Jesus Storybook Bible and adults I would actually recommend it to you I give it to new believers all the time so they'll get the, the big picture of scripture and it calls God's love for us a never stopping Never giving up, unbreaking, always and forever love. God's love for us cannot be broken. Now, what's this right here? Can anybody see what this is? It's a horse. That's right. Now, when I was a little kid, I used to ride horses some. Uh, You know, the last time I rode a horse, the horse threw me off. It was pretty tacky, that horse, right? The horse threw me off. And do you think I loved that horse after it threw me off? No, no, no. But here's the thing. God's love for us, it can never change. Just like my love for that horse changed very quickly, God's love for us, it never changes. Now this means that of God's love for us, we're called to love others. As we we grow in this peace of the fruit of the Spirit, as the Spirit changes us inside of us, that it means we are to love others. I, I wonder, are there any kids that you have a hard time loving at school? Maybe your teacher, I don't know. Or a brother or a sister who, when they um, break your toys, maybe they take that hammer and, and apply it uh, rather forcibly to your favorite toy. We're, we're called to love each other with a love that never changes. You know, because God loves us so much, that he would send his only son to die on the cross for us, we can have a lot of joy. 
You know, there's a difference between joy and happiness. Did you know that, kids, that there's a difference between joy and happiness? Happiness is something that is tied to what's going on at the time. It's like that present. If you, were, if you saw that present, you were really excited about it. But then when that hammer was applied to it and it broke, would you be happy anymore? Well, no. But see, joy is different than happiness. Joy is something um, that is not affected by what's going on in our lives. And because of God's love for us, we can have joy. We can have joy ultimately because salvation is something that cannot be taken away. See, our salvation is called a gift. Just like that gift, the, the one that was destroyed by the hammer, God's love for us, God's salvation is called a gift in Scripture. Romans 3.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. This means that no matter what's going on in your life, no matter as you, as you head, head to school, and I know you're really excited about that as, as you head into the, the busyness of fall, whatever's going on in your life, maybe you've got a brother or sister who's not real nice to you or something, you can still have joy because God will never stop loving you. You can have joy because God promises always to be with you. You can have joy because you'll get to spend forever and ever with Jesus in heaven. This means you can have joy because God will give you strength, even at school. Well, because God loves us so much that he would send his only son to die on the cross for us, so we might have forgiveness for our sins and spend forever with him. We can have joy no matter what comes, but we can also have peace. Now, can anyone read what's on this label here? Can you see what it says? Who can read it? What does it say? warning there's a snake inside did you know that there's a rattlesnake in here i had to press really hard to get it to fit in this box it wasn't happy with me this morning i'll tell you that much now right now this rattlesnake is at peace isn't it see i'm not i'm not hearing anything i wouldn't be very happy if i were this rattlesnake now what's going to happen if i start shaking this box up is that rattlesnake going to be happy that rattlesnake's going to be mad, isn't it? See, this rattlesnake is mighty dangerous now. It's not at peace all of a sudden. Now, here's the thing, that we can have peace. We can be calm. We can be quiet. We can not be worried or angry or frustrated, no matter what happens when our boxes are shaken. Just like that, uh, that snake is, would be awfully mad if we shook it up. But, but, you know, when God shakes up our lives, we can have peace. We can have calm because we know that God is in control. Did you know that in Isaiah chapter nine, God calls his son Jesus the prince of peace? This is because Christ ultimately came to make peace between us and God. See, Romans five tells us that we were not at peace with God. In fact, we were his enemies before we came to know him. Something had to happen See, Jesus had to come and die on the cross for our sins in order for us to be at peace with God. So as we think about the fruit of the Spirit this week, let's remember especially these first three, that we can have joy and peace because God has sent his son to die for us on the cross. Here's the thing, you'll only know joy and peace, true joy and true peace, if you know God's love for you. It's my prayer for you kids this morning and for each one of us as we help with VBS we go about our lives, even if you're not going to be at VBS this week, is that we would know God's love for us. And as we know God's love, that we would know 
that joy and that peace that comes only from knowing Jesus. So kids and anyone else, if you don't know that love, if you've never surrendered your life to Christ, come find me or Miss Edie or Miss Melissa or Miss Christy or Miss Sherry, any other, anybody else, and let's tell you about how you too can become a Christian. All right, let's pray. Lord, we do thank you for your love and for your grace that you would love us with such an amazing love that you would send your son Jesus to die for us. Lord, I pray that we would have that joy and peace that only comes from knowing you. I pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen.